All right, welcome everybody to Full Send Sports Live, the preview show for the uh, America's Strongest Man 105 kilogram class. The boys are back: Luke Davies, Nick O'Hare, C.J. Pierce. Thanks for joining me tonight, and let's have some fun with this show, huh? Yes, sir. Where do we start? I mean, I looked at that lineup, and I think I said to you, Nick, the other day, uh, yeah, where do you go with that lineup? It, it might be one of the most impressive lineups that I've ever – I'm honestly, competitively speaking, that I've ever seen. I, I think as far as, as a whole, I think it is very, very rounded out class. Um, it's, a, it's a very impressive class to, to see all these names on the same roster – it could definitely be a shootout. I mean, there's still some top guys, I think, that are going to rise to the uh, – some cream's going to rise to the top. But uh, all in all, super amazing roster. Luke, do you feel like this is the kind of roster where it's – what do we got, about 14 guys in it that uh, just a bit of a falter and another guy maybe stepping up where he shouldn't can really kind of alter the points going into this, you know, final event that determine your podium, right? Yeah, definitely. When I was trying to pick the podium or pick the top five, it was guys I was leaving out of there. But I could see those guys winning some events because there's like some speciality guys in the show who I think are going to mix it up. Um, I think the last two years, ASM has really stepped it up. I think with having the qualifiers for the amateurs, the roster has got a lot better than it has been maybe three or four years ago. Where they, I think a few times they only had maybe five or six guys competing, I want to say, in like 2019, 2018. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this year it's really, really hard to pick, and I think there's going to be a lot of guys messing some points up. Yeah, CJ, what are your thoughts leading into this lineup that I'm going to announce? Yeah, I got a massive headache. Um, I looked at this lineup for about three hours. I tried to sort everyone. I, yeah. I you know, But like you said, there's so much variability in this competition. I love the events. I know, I know we're going to talk about the events later, but I feel like there's a lot of swings that can happen. And I think that this is going to be the hardest show that we've predicted so far, in my opinion. I just yeah, think totally. it's so loaded. And Nick's right. Nick's, there is a cream of the crop that's going to rise to the top, but there's no slouches in this lineup whatsoever. Yeah, it certainly is one of those competitions that uh, – this is the way it should be, though, right? I mean, you've got the America's Strongest Man, arguably – the biggest platform, well, outside of maybe Clash, and I think we can all agree to that, or equal to, it's supposed to be a tough show to pick, I guess, and I'm glad we got that. Let me uh, let me just announce the, the uh, lineup here real quick, and then we'll start with you, Luke, on, on that lineup, and then we'll get right into the events. Uh, Bob Schwantz, uh, Michael Cogden, DJ Doggett, Matt Powell, Jesse Nelson, Tommy Sharp, uh, Nick Camby, Nate Bowling, Richard Mose, Matthew McQueen, Shane Darrow, Luke Meredith, and uh, I got Pro Frank on one of them. I, I'm not quite sure who that is. Pro Frank. That's Frank, Pro, Frank Provenzano. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you got, Luke? It's crazy stacked. You've got Camby, who's obviously probably the best 105 in the world at the moment when he's fit. But then you've got Richard Moe, who's coming off a good performance at Clash, Clash podium finisher. You've got Mike Congdon, who's just probably the most underrated man in under 105 strong man in my opinion um, Bob Schwantz obviously coming off the back of a clash final, Frank Provenzano we just mentioned is statically ridiculous got Jesse Nelson who can strip press 400 pounds <laughs> there's, just, there's just so many crazy lifters like in this uh, at first glance it, I, it's really hard to pick 
it, it's pretty exciting, that's for sure. See, did you want to announce that first event? Yeah, hey, so uh, the first event's the Max Circus Dumbbell, um, which, you know, that's one of the ones I'm really excited for because I think there's a couple of guys that are going to give that world record a run. Uh, yeah. I know Tommy Sharp a while back posted a 280 Circus. Um, that got me pretty jazzed. I was pretty excited about that. You know, seeing a 280 Circus fly is pretty crazy. Um, one of the things that I, I love about Max Circus Dumbbell the equipment variability can really mess up some of these dudes, which is kind of exciting. I know it, sound, it sounds super messed up, but it can really mess up the scores. Um, I saw a bunch of the guys in their training videos training with different circus dumbbells. So clearly, you know, this is a, this is a pro show, America's Strongest Man. These guys know the variability plays a factor when it comes to equipment. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It'll be a great first event. Well, who, do you, who do you got kind of that playing in that first event? Then you, I mean, Nick Camby's another guy a big presser he's been putting up. Is he the one of the two guys that you think might have a shot at breaking that record or yeah, yeah. Nick, back to mind? I mean, you, you say press Nick Camby has a shot at breaking it. You know what right. I mean? Um, so um, yeah, I think Nick Camby's obviously one of them. Um, the other guy who's really just, he was really knocked out of the park. Uh, Jesse Nelson, obviously like Luke said, alluded to, he's a 400 pound strict presser. Um, I can't remember. I think a clash of the one Oh fives at Hilton head. I can't remember, but I, I think I think he did pretty well on the dumbbell there. Um, but he posted a 250 circus pretty recently that looked pretty comfortable. So he's another guy who might end up surprising some people, which is crazy to say because he strict presses 400 pounds. But with this lineup, you know, yeah. he might surprise some people. Yeah, what do you got, Nick? Well, I, I want to add a few things. So uh, I know I just watched the uh, Winter Circle podcast for Nick Camby's, and he just had Sean DiMarini and James Diffenball, Terry Ratty, and himself on there which, you know, that combined is about uh, seven America's Strongest Man titles there. Sean DeMarini had four of them. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to listen to him. I listened to him today while I was working out. And, and, and we talked, and they talked about it. And it was, it was interesting. And, he, and they brought up Luke Meredith. They think that he's got a chance uh, at the Circus Dumbbell. Um, again, you know, like Nick himself, obviously, I think he posted a 275 that looked pretty, pretty easy. Um, I think Tommy Sharp's 280 looked a little bit easier. Uh, Tommy's extremely explosive. Um, it should be very interesting, but it was interesting that he brought up, uh, if Luke, if it's Luke, right. Uh, the guy that just broke the log world record, who's the guy oh, that just broke yeah. the log world record for one Oh five Luke. Oh, um, the Australian news in Emmanuel Pascari. Yeah. 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 So, so Nick was a little bummed. He said, why couldn't he just wait a week? Cause he wanted all four, you know, he wanted the block <laughs> press, the circus dumbbell press, the log press and the axle and uh, you know, Emmanuel got that record here the other day. So um, it was kind of funny that he brought that up, but I think he has all intentions of that going because that event event wasn't an original event in this competition. Um, it was, it, it was for reps. And I think that Nick actually reached out and asked for it along with the rest of the, the roster. And they agreed that they wanted to do that. So this was kind of a, I don't want to say not a hand-picked event, but it was, they were, they allowed him to bring it into it. And everybody was cool with it, so they put it on the on the um, on the events in the events. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I know there's guys that want it. So, well, it seems like there's a lot of confidence going to this event. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of big pressers too. Where do you got it, Luke? Um, I think it's going to be between probably Tommy and Camby. I think you'd have to put as the favorites um, just because they got the pedigree. Luke is very, very strong, but Luke's coming off a few-year layoff because he had a really bad injury um, a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly what he was. Um, and he's obviously hasn't competed at this level for, for a little while. 
Um, Jesse is always going to be up there in a press event. But if I had to pick one person to break it, I'm going to go Camby just because yeah. he is the guy to break pressing world records at the moment. So, yeah. It's hard to go wrong. All right. Sounds, sounds a consensus of two or three guys anyhow up there. And it sounds like all of them are pretty confident going into that event if there was a consensus to change it. So, uh, what do we got for the second event, Nick? Second event is the car deadlift with a side handle. Okay. Our deadlift. And I'm sure it's going to be heavy. I don't think anybody knows the weight of it, but I know it's it's going to be, especially being side handle, I'm I'm guessing in the 850 or 9, 900, 950 range probably. If I had to take a shot at the guess, because the ASM is one of the heaviest shows in the world. I mean, they, it's known to be heavy. So I'm sure it will be heavy. Who do, you, who do you got for the deadlifters in this group then, Nick? Who's uh, the big pullers? I assigned handle, I guess. I mean, that changes. It's side handle, so it changes a lot. You know, like a, like a guy like Tommy, who's not an incredible deadlifter, but he's got incredible hip strength. Um, you know, he's going to surprise people in this. You know, people are going to discount him because they don't think he's a good deadlifter. But side handle's very different, you know. Um, but Frank Provenzano is just so strong. But it's a rep event. It, you know, if it's if, – depending on if it is – on the lighter side, I'll say, even though it's going to be heavy, um, who can handle the reps? Uh, guys like Richie Moe can do a lot of reps. They're they're strong in that hip dominant area. Uh, even uh, like Jesse Nelson, obviously statically strong. Nick Camby's been looking really solid on it. He's he's obviously explosive, so he's going to be he's going to be good there. But Seriously, a car deadlift can go a lot of different ways. You know, like I didn't expect, you know, go back, circle back to clash, but Ben Donnan, you know, I know he's an incredible deadlifter, but man, he really blew up that side handle car deadlift. I was, I was really impressed. Yeah. Where you got it, CJ? Yeah. So, uh, so like, uh, like Nick said, you know, a side handle changes a lot of things. Um, it becomes more hip dominant movement. So you can't just simply look at deadlift numbers and just assume the biggest deadlifter is going to win. Um, I would look for uh, Nick, Nick Camby's going to do well. You know, he'll, he'll be top three in this event. Um, Frank pro, you know, he's strong as hell, but like Nick said, you know, strong deadlift doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the side handle is going to go the same way. Um, so this one has a ton of variability. This is actually the one I stared at for like 40 minutes trying to, you know, kind of wrap my head around how the placings would go. Um, but I got can at the top. I got, um, I got Frank pro. I think his strengths could carry over. Well, Jesse Nilsson, Tommy shark as my guys. Yeah. Well, it's getting some familiar names. Luke, do you agree? No, I see it a lot different. Um, I think Tommy is going to be near the bottom of this event. Yeah, he is hip dominant, but he's also the tallest guy in the field by quite a distance, which does make a difference on the, on the car deadlift, where it's a fixed point. And his deadlift is, I don't like calling it poor because he's a world-class athlete, but at the top level of 105, his deadlift is poor, and it's so far behind some of the other guys. It's like 150-plus pounds in some of the cases. I think he's going to be – this is where the comp is going to be won or lost, I think, for Tommy. If he can get in that top half, I think he'll be a contender. But there's – you have Frank Pro, um, someone we haven't mentioned, Shane Darrow. He's an 800-pound roll puller. Um, I just see a lot of guys getting in front of Tommy here. Um, but I'm going to pick Frank Pro to win the event because I just think he's so statically strong. Um, and his deadlift is ridiculous. Uh, I can't see anybody else beating him. But it does, as Nick said, depend on how heavy it is. You know, it's interesting, that, you know, getting these picks from you guys right now. 
things are shifting. I mean, I get we've said Camby's name twice in the first two events, but we've got some some names jockeying back and forth off these first two events as well, which tells me that we're going to – a guy like Nick Camby can come in these first two events, do really well at him, and get a good separation from the rest of the field with the kind of the way this is lining up if you don't have somebody kind of step up and get to him in these first two events. Am I looking at that right, Nick? Absolutely. Uh, you know, this this show – uh, is, I don't want to say unique, but it is very heavy and it's going to matter. Things like how are they coming in on the day? Are they healthy? Can they beat their body up, you know, event after event? I mean, a max circus dumbbell isn't incredibly, you know, deteriorating. They're not going to, they're not going to beat themselves on that. But when you get in that heavy car deadlift, then you take that the next event being a heavy yoke and then the power stairs and, and the final events, you know, there's going to be some things there that are really going to start to add up. So throughout the day, things could change. And who can okay. handle, you know, you might see a, you might see a win on the deadlift, but that might take it out of them for the next event, you know, okay. or the event after that. So I think with that, it's going to be the guy who, who can last. That's uh, going to be at the, at the end. Yeah. What are your thoughts, CJ? Yeah. Um, you know, as Nick alludes to, you know, the next event you're looking at, it goes up to an, a thousand pound yoke, which is just insanely heavy, you know, especially after a car deadlift where as Luke said, you know, it's, it's a side handle, your traps are going to be on fire you're putting a thousand pound yoke on your back. You're like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, so it's going to be whoever can last, whoever can, you know, get through each event healthy and in well enough condition to continue the uh, competition. Um, and, you know, talking about Camby, you know, that first clash he did, there was a pretty big point discrepancy between yeah. him and the rest of the field. Um, I don't see it being the same way here. I think yeah. the guys are getting in between. Um, I don't think there'll be, you know, a massive 12 point gap this time. Yeah. Yeah, so the third event is the uh, is the thousand pound yoke. Is that the way I just understood that? Then CJ, uh, what, do you, what do you got on no. that, Luke? I mean, that's let me let me say something real quick. Yeah. I'll tell you what the event is, and then I got to step away for one second so that I don't lose my power here. Um, yeah. It's a it's a yoke medley, so it oh, goes okay. okay. eight hundred, nine hundred, then a thousand. So so a thousand oh, at the end of eight and nine hundred is going to be pretty pretty serious. So uh, with that, I'll step away and let those guys take it away, and I'll be right back. Luke, an 800, 900,000-pound yoke medley. Uh, how far are they moving this yoke? I, I, I didn't get I'm, that far. Let's see if I got the distance here. Bear with me one second. Yeah, um, so I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of guys train to 25 feet. Yeah, I think it's a short course. It's like 25 foot okay. each one, which makes total sense because the weight is ridiculous. I've done 1,000 pounds in comp twice, and my spine – Hurt for about six weeks after it. Oh boy, yeah. So <laughs> doing it in a medley is like just silly. Um, I mean, so this is kind of this could separate this contest pretty quickly, is what you're telling me. I yeah. mean, well, you might what we'll see is nobody's expecting. I'm guessing. We what we'll see is guys who are fast with 800 pounds, who we normally associate with being typical good York runners, who just get crushed because a thousand. Like take it from someone who's at, put it on your back. It it's a, it's totally different. Um, so yeah, this could throw up some shocks definitely. What do you do? You think we're gonna have a lot of guys finishing CJ going from eight nine to a thousand? I I mean this this comp is so like let, let, the competitors are gonna be ready. This is this <clears throat> is a pro show. I think half the dudes will finish this medley. I, think, I feel like that's pretty safe. I think half of them will finish. Okay. I feel like that's pretty safe to say. Um, well, you know, I've, I've, 
like Luke said, being a really fast 800 pound yoke walker doesn't mean you can walk a thousand though. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's fast at 800 and then who kind of with those bigger, with those, you know, bigger weights kind of crumbles. I mean, is there a way to go into a yoke medley like this with any strategy or are you just pretty much gutting it out from the get go because of the weight? I mean, Oh, what it's, I mean it's, you're taking your yeah, time. You're, you're, not. you're just reaching for your balls. Okay. You're, yeah. You're making sure they're still there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's going to hurt. Like it's going to hurt. Like Luke said, you know, a heavy yoke's going to take out you for a long time. Um, when I was a 181 and really dumb, I tried in a thousand pound yoke. I took it like two steps and crumbled. Um, I'll tell you, unlike Luke who recovered much better than I did, I think I was like, my spine probably hurt for about six months, Luke. Um, so <laughs> didn't do that again. But yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. It's it's gonna be a fun one to watch. It's very it's very different from what we're used to. Yeah, it's another one of these uh, interesting caveats to a new uh, to an event that's been around a while, turning it into a quite an interesting thought process when it comes to if these guys are going to attempt to finish that. I mean, like you just said, a thousand pound yoke could take a lot out of you, and you've already had a pulling event, and now you're going into you know these other last two or three events. Nick, I mean, how do you see that yoke playing out? That yoke medley. Well, uh, go back to what Luke said about, about Tommy. You know, if Tommy doesn't do so well on the deadlift, it's going to put him in a real nice spot because he's a hell of a yoke runner. And I think Tommy is going to be the top guy in that event if I had to pick a guy. But I think a guy like uh, Jesse Nelson could also give that event a run for its money. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think Tommy's going to, between the dumbbell and the, and the yoke and the other events is going to make up some major ground. So whether the, 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 the car deadlift doesn't go so well for him, I think you're going to see him annihilate the, the yoke. If I have to make a, a prediction on that. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I guess what we're talking about then coming to these last events is there's an opportunity. Then if a guy gets into these first two events, doesn't do as well, maybe as he should have, or thinks he could have, there's an opportunity to make up some ground here. Luke, you mentioned it. We're not going to see that 12-point separation here. You don't believe that? No, um, I think because it's such an like eclectic mix of events and stuff we don't see before, and there's a mystery event, I just can't see any one person just dominating every single one. Um, I think we might see a separation between, say, the top three and the rest of the field going into the last one, possibly. But I can't see any one person just dominating, like, like Camby did a clash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the first real good opportunity we've had to see a quality competition like this probably from, well, Clash last year, but I would even one-up it right now uh, as well going into this America's Strongest Man. What is that fourth event, CJ? Uh, fourth event is the Power Stairs. I, I didn't get weights on the Power Stairs. It, does anybody have any ideas what we're looking at weight-wise? Or... No, I, 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 just, I just got Power Stairs off Furman. That's all he gave me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He gave me a detail. It's actually going to be a, like a 15-foot duck walk oh. into a power stairs with two implements. So it'll be a 15-foot duck walk, um, carry up a few steps, and then I assume same again. So, so just I, two implements? I think so. He, he messaged me. That I, I will tell you in one second. So I'll I, tell you I, what, the power stairs, yeah. duck walk into power stairs after a max rep deadlift, a deadlift event, a right. – insanely heavy yoke i mean that's gonna hurt like hell um, the hips are gonna be sore yeah yep. backs are gonna be sore is right um this is this is a tough fourth event um me personally i hate power stairs um but that's probably because i'm like five seven and a half uh it's kind of a short guy killer it really is i love that event 
I, Nick, I, that doesn't surprise me. You love everything that I hate. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so I love everything that you love too. I just, you're better at me, at, better than me at it. <laughs> well, whatever. But like these, this, I think, um, I think a guy like Tommy Sharp will do well here. He's got the yeah. height for it. Um, I think, I think, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're looking at the guys who are explosive and also have the height to go with it. Those are the guys that are going to dominate this event. So, yeah, it's 15 foot deck walk, four steps, two implements. Four steps, two implements. Where would you put the weight on this, Luke? We don't know the weight, but where would you put the weight? Um, it would be at least 400 pounds, I'd imagine, yeah. um, in between the 400 and 450 mark, if I had to guess. You think um, they're both going to be the same weight or one heavier? I would assume one would be heavier, but I don't know. Yeah, and I guess you it's going to be at least 400 pounds. You, the second, third, and fourth events kind of line up to really make a bear, make a uh, bear out of it. I mean, it, it doesn't. Uh, who's going to get out of this in one piece? I guess, and and you know, duck walk Nick in, into a. I mean, who's you're liking sharp in this? But who are the other guys that you think could maybe steal a spot here? So, like uh, CJ said, taller guys are going to have a little bit of a, a benefit here. Um, I think guys like Bob Schwantz, um, Michael Congdon's going to be very good at this event. Yeah. Um, I know he's not super tall, but he this is like in his wheelhouse. He's a worker. He likes to work, and that's just something – that's just work related to him. He'll do well at it. Um, I think Camby will be fine at it as well. Uh, Richie Moe should be pretty solid at that one. Um, Jesse Nelson. But I think you're going to see a couple other guys that aren't – at the top, like uh, DJ Doggett, you know, I think he's he's a kind of a taller athlete. I know he's not a huge, a, a real statically strong guy, but I think because of his height and the way these this is going to work, I think it's going to be conducive to his uh, leverages to do well at this event. Um, so you can see a little bit of a mix up here, but I, I, I still think your top guys are gonna they're gonna be fast. You're gonna see some really fast times. I'm, I'm I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some twenty seconds. In, in the two there they're gonna they're gonna be running with that thing four, four yeah. steps and it's a full sprint back and get to it you know well it so. sounds to me as though this is the kind of event we haven't said the word transition much yet in these three first three events because there's not an awful lot but this is one that if it's going to be that fast one little hiccup catching the lip on that on that <clears throat> on those uh you know steps or something that can make all the difference in this event by the sounds of it then is what you're telling me so so really honestly what what what's weird about a duck walk and or, and the stairs? So you're gonna come running down those stairs, and your legs are gonna be all tightened up from going up them. And if you ever watch a guy who's got tight legs coming down the stairs, it's not very uh, elegant. It's 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 not uh, it doesn't look very comfortable. So they can come down a little fast and end up biting dust too. So you know you can't be too overzealous there. So if they come down, you gotta be fast and then hurry up and get back to the the next duck walk and carry it up and then finish up. So. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Luke? On the on that kind of the event as a whole, and who are your favorites going into it? Yeah, pretty much what Nick said. I think it's going to be the taller guys, the more athletic um, guys, rather than the shorter, static um, people. Obviously, depending on how heavy it is, um, I can't see past Tommy Sharp on that event for the win. Really, um, he's got all the attributes to absolutely smash it. Agreed with um, DJ being a good event for him. He's a very very tall one hundred and five. Um, and again, with Mike, Mike is pretty good at anything related to moving. Um, but it could be a game-changing event, that one, because it's one of those events where we don't really see it often, so we don't really have a lot of like form and history to go off like we do with the other events. So it's really hard to, like say, pick 
I yeah, I can say Tommy will probably win it, but picking third to fifteen is just I don't know, throw some names into a hat and pull them out. Well, you just said it like a guy like DJ or Cogden could come in and steal some points here and really yeah. and really mess some things up for some guys. And it sounds like but, you, you yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I want you know what you know now that we're talking about Mike, I brought him up. Man, Mike, I got to circle back to the yoke real quick. Mike Congdon is an is an amazing yoke runner, and I kind of left him out of that. And I, I got to give a shout out to him. Um, I I've learned a lot of my technique from Mike Congdon and the way he runs a yoke to to try to improve mine. So I just want to give him a shout out on that yoke. He could he could definitely put some points on the board there. Yeah, I did want to bring Mike up on the yoke. What I was going to say is, Mike, if it was an eight hundred to eight hundred fifty pound yoke, I would pick Mike for the win every single time. But with right. that thousand pound York, I've, I've, I haven't actually seen him go that heavy. So I'm, he, he like, has, he has. Then yeah, he's been over. He's been around a thousand. He's been over a thousand actually. But he he talks about it sometimes. He's how oh, he'll never go back over it again. But uh, <laughs> he's he's done over a thousand before. But Mike's the Mike's one thing that might be holding back is he's he's been busy with work, and yeah. so his training hasn't been able to be as as good as he'd like. But you know, like like Luke said, he's just he's just a workhorse. He just likes it. He's just. His mentality is different. You know, he just has a different vibe about him, and the way he gets stuff done is is completely different than other people. So, yeah, I was wondering when his name was going to be brought up because he was a guy right away that I when I saw this lineup, that's kind of what I saw as well, especially coming off Clash and watching him compete there. He was one of those guys that just puts in the work, and he finds the way to get there at the end. And yep. it sounds like we might be seeing his name there mixed around with some of your favorites. CJ, any more thoughts on that? Before we get to our next, no, event. I mean those those are our guys. Those are the guys you're going to be looking for to win this event. Yeah, why don't you announce this next event? Uh, so the next event actually is the event that we don't know. Yes, um, which is the mystery event. Um, it's a uh, Cerberus sandbag event. That's what we know. Um, okay. I personally think it's going to be a mixed discipline event. If it were me uh, and my ADHD uh, was taking over, I would do like a trial by sandbag event. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it's not me. And whoever's promoting the show probably doesn't have ADHD like I do. So it'll probably be a little more controlled than whatever is going on in my brain. Well, let me hear that. Let me hear that thought, though. You got to play that out for me now. The trial by sandbag. What, how so what I would do, I would mix the disciplines. I'd only do a 60-second time. I'd do a 60-second time cap. I would do a stone press into a stone carry. Uh, the stone – or not stone, sorry. The sandbag press into a sandbag carry and load, two bags to carry and load, um, and then sandbag the shoulder to finish it off. That's why we do. And nothing over bar. You got to throw in something over bar here. That's true. You could. Well, Joe, Joe you're, you're always going to want the throw over bar. See, for of me, course, I, I love it. Yeah, bar. that's right. All right. You could, you could, mix, in, you could yeah. mix in a throw over bar, though. That's what I would do. Right, but right. Whoever, the, yeah, whoever's running this is probably a little more controlled than I am. So mentally, they probably have a little more mental. I love, yeah, I love it, though. Honestly, that would change the game right there, I think. Nick, what do you think? What do you think about this? This uh, You know, there was, there was talk early on. Um, about this being a max height load. Um, I don't know if that was just a joke because I know it was brought up around, uh, you know, my coach, Mr. Tyler Young, who's not very tall. So I was like, if they do that, that's just that's just unfair completely because Tyler, you know what I mean? He's not going to win that event. Um, I'm sure he would do better than most people think he would, and he would have it literally over his head. But I don't know that that's going to be it. I think that's kind of too related to specific heights. I don't think that doesn't give you the best well-rounded uh, – guy in my opinion but if that's what it is that's what i heard a long time ago since then i've kind of picked around and picked a few brains and everybody that i know even that's competing or not competing has no idea so they've kept it pretty hush hush um i think i think that you might cj might not be too far off they might do a, a different types different modalities with the sandbag 
to, you know, along those lines. Um, sandbag to shoulder has been super popular. So I think they might go away from that um, in that sense, unless they're going to combine it with something else. But I think a press, a carry, you could see a couple of different things there. So I mean, hard to say. They're setting themselves up for it, right? Using the sandbag as a mystery event. You, you would almost guess there's going to be a couple modalities there with that sandbag. What are your thoughts, Luke? Well, they have got a max sandbag load in America's Strongest Man Opens and America's Strongest Woman. So maybe they'll go that route. Um, I'd, I'd like to see a medley. Um, but yeah, they could go anyway. They could go sandbag to shoulder. They could go max sandbag load. It's going to be interesting. I think the different events would favor different people. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see which one they pick. I guess. See, the I'll max sandbag load, again, to me, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but if I, I, I love picking sandbags if you guys haven't figured that out. I know CJ is really good at it too. But you get that 309, that 353 bag, that 353 bag is like freaking four feet tall. You can't even, like, your arms, it's, it's just so wide that. Yeah. To get it I mean, heavy enough, unless they're going to keep a smaller bag and they're going to put something besides sand in yeah, it. But, at, uh, you know, at the, at the America's Strongest Man Opens, they've said they'll be using like a 300 pound shell and put in all the 309 bag. Okay. Yeah. And put yeah. a lead shot in it. So, oh, that, that, that would be, that would be conducive. I could deal with that. And I, I think that would be a cool event because if you circle back, you know, you go, you go, okay, car deadlift, then you go to Yoke, which is a moving event, and then you go to the, the power stairs, which is a moving event. Um, another static would be nice. Yeah, something back to static would be good. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of moving because, I mean, everybody's hips are going to be smoked. But Yeah, it seems like the last four events all kind of correlate a bit. I see this fifth event, sandbag, whatever it is, being a real problem for some of these guys coming off event two, three, and four. Am I am I reading that wrong, CJ? I mean, it, we've got a lot of kind of that posterior chain coming into all those that last four events. I'm surprised we don't see another pressing event of some sort. Um, of course, you know, that favors a couple guys we know, but. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, in the end of the day, most strongman shows are posterior dominant. So yeah. it kind of fits, you know, have a big ass, right? And just hope your ass will last. That's that's kind of kind of what we kinda do. I like that. Yeah, have a big ass. That's all you can do. Well, with those shorts you were, Nick, I mean, it's, you know, I, you were walking around Traverse City. I think everybody I was with was pointing you out going. <laughs> Who's that guy? I got a big ass. You got a big ass. That's all. You gotta have a big ass. That's what's about. You gotta have a big ass. Yeah. So anyhow, we got the idea that this could be a medley of some sort, and it sounds like that would be a fun way to do it. Um, obviously, if we had that type of medley or the max bag we were talking about, who are your favorites going into this? Um, Who's going? Can be both. Yeah. Who wants to go? Yeah. Um, I think Can be would probably be the. F- favorite for both type of events um he's loaded something like he's loaded close to a 500 pound stone so i assume they would carry over to a load in a heavy bag he won the sandbag medley at asm last year i believe um and it was heavy last year it was like up to 400 pounds i want to say the loading medley was at asm last year i think him and jeff were the only two who finished it or only two two out of three um so yeah can be um tommy if it's loading is ridiculous i'm not sure what his max um loading's like um, maybe nick can chime in there but if it's like a carry medley tommy is going to be all over that 
I don't know. I don't know that number, but I do know, like, if we circle back to the press, if it's going to be a press, Tommy's an exceptional sandbag presser. Um, yeah. We had that at we had that at nationals, and man, he he was pressing like a two eighty and a three hundred pound bag like it was nothing, and it was absolutely stupid because if you ever press a sandbag, it's not it's it's an awkward implement, especially if they load them tight like they yeah. should. Um, you know that, but none that nonetheless he's good at moving events and he's a good loader. So, you know, again, Tommy's hard name to, to leave out of that, but uh, you know, Mike Congdon's a workhorse. He's going to find a way um, no matter what it is, he'll find a way unless it's overhead. If it does overhead, he'll struggle there a little bit. I know that's not a strong suit, but guy like Jesse Nelson, who's just an absolute bear monster, strong statically, you know, he he'll, he'll be strong enough to finish it, whether he's got the, the engine at that point, you know, he's got a lot of muscle. So at that part of that time in the game, it's hard to get oxygen to it and keep things moving and blood flowing. So, but I still think he's strong if it's a static event. Good for him. Um, Ricky, Ricky Moe could do some stuff there too. I mean, he's a he's a good loader. You know, if his shoulders strong, everything's good. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have to go overhead, he could do some stuff there. He was, I think, he won the power steer that clash a few years ago. So I know he's he's good in that one as well. But. Um, or he did really well in it at least, but that, that's my guys. Hey, Nick, I've got a few texts coming in. Uh, you, your shorts were a big hit in Traverse city. Got a lot of girls <laughs> texting me right now. Say they really enjoyed you and your shorts on Saturday night. So just let you know, I wasn't oh, breaking your balls. Or anything. That's all right. It's good. Just, just reading the phone here. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Big hit. I don't know what those are. Those six inches, six inches above. Six, the oh, they're way shorter than six inches. That's, that's way, that's above my limit. I don't go any shorter than five. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I got three. getting dress coded in most schools. Like if yeah. Nick walks in the schools wearing those shorts, he's getting dress coded. Yeah. He's getting, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting a new pair of shorts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Luke, it's, I've heard some names, uh, you know, some common names between all three of you guys. And there's been a few names that are kind of coming in that seem like they can break this up a little bit and cause a little distress for some of the guys going to the top. Uh, how do you see this shaping out? And who are your picks? And uh, kind of break that down for us. Um, no, for all the other shows, I've done like a, a score sheet, basically, and scored everything myself and done it that way. With this show, I, I couldn't do that because I was trying to score, like, the power stairs and the mystery <laughs> event, and it was just fucking impossible. So I've kind of, I'm kind of just going off feel for this one. Um, I'm going to go with the boring pick of Camby for the win. Um, I know it's boring picking him to win everything, but he's just he's good at all five events in this show. He knows how to win, as he's shown over the last couple of years. Um, and I think he'll be hungry as well, especially after missing Clash. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Camby for the win. Sec second to fifth, I've really, really struggled to pick because I would pick a five, and then I'd realize I'd miss somebody out who I also wanted in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I've really struggled. So I'm going to go... Second, I'm going to go Jesse Nelson, just okay. because I think he's just looking ridiculously strong at the moment. His training's looking crazy. He looked really good at the Clash qualifier he did earlier in the year. Um, and I think it being a very heavy show suits him, just because he's statically very strong. Um, and third place, I'm going to go a bit of a wild card, I think, 
I don't think anybody else will pick him. I just think he's so statically strong. The show pick as you say, I'm gonna go Frank Provenzano for third. Um yeah, just I think he's gonna win the deadlift. I think his pressing has come on loads. Whether that translates over the over the dumbbell, I'm not sure. His loading is very good. I think he'll be good at the power stairs. And I think the yoke being heavy will suit Frank as well. Um so yeah, Frank third. And then to round that out, I'm gonna go Richie Moe for fourth and Michael Congdon for fifth. Wow. Just because yeah. they're both super well-rounded guys. Um, might be controversial not picking Tommy Sharp in the top five, um, and it probably is. I'm probably going to be wrong there. But what I've noticed is the last couple of times he's come down to 105, because he does such a massive weight cut, he hasn't performed as I've expected him to. Um, last year's America's Strongest Man was a prime example. I think I picked him for second there. And I haven't seen his comp performance matching up to what I know he's capable of yet. And, um, yeah, I think the deadlift is going to hurt him. So, yeah, that's my top five. CJ, do you have Tabby Sharp in your top three? I uh, I do, yes. Um, so, actually, you know, uh, Nick, I was going to say the same thing about Jesse Nelson. Um, I got to say, well, I think one of the underrated elements, too, is he's come into this with more comp experience than any of these other dudes. I mean, he's competed so frequently the past two years, doing pretty much every clash qualifier he can. I mean, he's he's used to he's used to battle. You know what I mean? Um, he's he's going to be ready for this. I think it being a heavier show, I think, suits him incredibly. Um, because like Luke said, he's just so stackly strong. And he's just – he's a beast. He's a beast of a human. Um, but also, like Luke, uh, I went with the boring pick, and maybe Nick will be the uh, the breaker here of the pattern. Uh, I went Camby at one. I just think he's just – he's, you know, he's too damn good right now. I think Camby, you know, even coming off injury, he's hungry. He's had a year of rest. I think Camby's going to come back strong. I got Jesse Nelson at two. Um, same reasons as Luke. I just think he's just such a monster right now. Um, I don't see him losing points in any one event. I uh, can't say the same for the other competitors here. I think most of the other competitors will have an event where they lose some points. I don't think Jesse Nelson's going to lose a ton of points anywhere. Um, then I have Tommy Sharp uh, as my third. So this is where I differentiate from Luke a little bit here. Uh, I got Tommy uh, there. Um, but like Luke said, if he really, if he really has a tough time for deadlift, that's going to shake things up. Um, because a, a big show like this, you're not going to get top three. If you have a bottom, um, a bottom four finish, you won't get top three. Um, and then, uh, I got Richie and then I round out my top five with Mike Cogman. Nice. Okay. Pretty similar outside the one then Nick, where you got this, uh, going. Oh, well, it's, it's again, similar. Um, you know, I, I, everybody loves him, Nick and Camby. Um, I kind of have, without anybody knowing this, I'm going to say it on here. I kind of like to emulate Camby, so it's hard to not pick him. Um, I think he's an amazing athlete in general. I like his explosiveness, his athleticism, and his abilities, his overall. So I think uh, it's hard to go against him. I will say. The caveat is I think Nelson has the ability to pull an upset here. Um, I think Jesse Nelson could definitely do some stuff, man. His static strength, and he's only getting better every single time he competes. He hasn't yeah. gone backwards, and as long as everything goes good and he's at healthy, as far as I know he is, I mean, the guy is just incredible. It's He's he's going to be something here in the near future, if not maybe this weekend. Um, going forward, he could be at the top every time. Guys, just I mean, animal. He's like twenty-five or six years old. He's pretty young still. I mean, he's 
he's got a ton of time to grow. He's absolutely just massively strong. So um, I got that there. I got Tommy Sharp because, I, you know, I think Tommy's a great guy, and I think his explosiveness and his ability to move very fast is going to do well. I think Luke makes a point. You know, if he does fall below halfway on the, the car deadlift, that could be harmful to him. Um, but I think if he can manage that, I think every other event, other than the mystery event not knowing it, is his wheelhouse and everything that he is good at. Uh, where I'm going to be a little different here is I'm going to pick Bob Schwantz for fourth. Okay. I think Bob's I'm been on a, on a ride. Okay. He's been on a tear. He's yeah. strong. He's a workhorse. Yeah. You know, if he's feeling good, he could he could do some stuff. And it'd be great to have, you know, a master's guy in there. I think Bob's I think Bob's right at 40 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, it'd be cool to see him there and just tear it up. And just a cool, hardworking strong dude you know so bob is there and then i got ricky mo as my fifth and i i can't not bring it up but i got i'm not going to call him a dark horse but mike congan is going to put some yeah he, he, he can break in there he can break I in agree. there so the the only reason i haven't picked mike for top three is that dumbbell is probably his worst event yep um i think he's going to be near the bottom on dumbbell unfortunately um yep. So yeah, it might be a bit controversial me picking him above Tommy when I said Tommy's going to miss out because of the deadlift. But I feel like I've been super safe with my picks the last few weeks, so I wanted to throw in, you know, something to mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I, I I have no opinion other than I listen to you guys to make my picks. So I like I of course like Camby. I like Nelson too, but I like Cogden though because I I watch him compete. I love his work ethic. I think he's a guy that surprises a lot of people. He might do it here too. So let's put Mike him on the podium. Awesome. You got my vote anyhow. Oh Nick, uh, the the fan, you got a fan club now. I've got them all coming in after that. They want you to go shorter. Everybody's saying go shorter on the short. I, I actually I actually own shorter, so it's cool. Yeah. I got them. Okay. I'm gonna try to get a picture. If anybody's got a picture out there of Nick walking around in Traverse City, I'm gonna start a T-shirt, the Nick O'Hare fan club, and that's just gonna be you walking away from the camera on that shirt. Well, it's it's not it's not just the short shorts. It's usually the shirtless thing as well. I'm that's kind of you know. It's kind of just up right now. I mean, you kind of got two things going on at once, you know, the short shorts with the no shirt. I mean, that's coming next, yeah. I think. So you're going to overwhelm everybody with that. Sorry. I, as long as Luke doesn't do it, I should be fine. I should stay at the top. So, yeah, I, don't, as I, long know, as I was going through you guys' Instagrams the other day to look for pictures, and I got all three of you shirtless. I was going to put it up, and I thought, wow, well, I have <laughs> enough room, so I put Camby up there instead. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Well, any last thoughts? Anybody got any last thoughts with this one? No, hey, I, I do. I have a thought. Uh, what's the what's the live stream situation? Because I haven't seen that. Do I we know? know what? Strongman Corp doesn't listen. I, I I'm not going to bash any anybody out there, but there's not a lot of information being shared out there about this event. I've looked around for it a bit myself, and and for whatever reason, I I can't find anything. So good question. Uh, yeah, I see. I see Luke well. working on the cell phone. I'll go after Strongman Corp a little bit. Strongman Corp needs to get a live stream going so we can watch. I I was just looking to see if ADL have posted anything, but no, they're not a part of it. I know that for a fact. It so, like, yeah, I, it's a shame. It's a really shit. This is a great show. I wish somebody you know they, the show. But last year, I swear, last year's was live streamed. I I feel like I watched yeah, it, was. it. Yeah, it was. I watched okay. it. So yeah. I can't. It, it may be, and it wasn't a bad live stream. They had it. You know, they had it subtitled and everything like that. I mean, it, I don't think it was. I think it was decent. I don't remember who did it or or what, but I remember watching it. It may even have been a free live stream. Yeah. Um, Cuz I don't remember paying for it. Cuz last year they had it with the opens and they I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think they had yeah. well, I remember watching Camby. I remember watching Tyler yeah. Yeah. Lift and everything like that, you know, so I don't think it yeah. was after the connect. 
I think it should be mandatory nowadays for these big shows to start getting somebody in there. Somebody do it for free. And listen, everybody wants to see these guys and, you know, charge three bucks to go for a live stream. You know, I try to do that stuff locally. It's a pain in the ass, but there's more guys smarter out there than I am that could probably do that down in Nashville. So, but in any case, there you go. There's our Fox, or our Fox, Fox Sports. Full <laughs> set sports. Pro what, pick. One day we'll be on Fox. Someday, yeah. Never, you never know. We're all hoping for that, right? So, yeah, who knows? Strongman's taking over the world. At least I think so. It's been a long time. All right, guys. Have a good, Have a good night. night, guys. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Yeah, we'll see you.